Jake, uh, I have no baseball jersey on today for the first time all season because it felt like there were no baseball games today. So it didn't really feel like I needed to, you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get rolling with the gear. Yeah. Um, it was a weird, a weird day with such few games. Uh, a terrible day, honestly. Yeah. A terrible end to what had been a fantastic month, uh, even with a bad Thursday for baseball in August, we're going to be up about 30 units on the A-grade plays alone. So uh, it was a a fantastic month, uh, even though Thursday was terrible. Um, You know, and and then you have the football thing too, which, you know, a lot of you, of course, watch the football show. Uh, I I think we all kind of saw Utah scoring about 24, even without rising. They still have a decent offense. Um, That seemed about right. I did not see Graham Mertz be respectable and Florida just struggling to score their line. I mean, in Utah, give credit to Utah's defense, right? Uh, it was a good defense, but I mean, their line was very outmatched. Their skilled players, other than that one touchdown catch, looked mostly terrible. They couldn't get the running game going. Um, it was surprising. You know, I, we really thought that Florida, you know, usually you get a coach like Napier in year two at a big program taking a step forward. That's it's just one game and Utah's a good team. So we don't want to overreact if you're a Florida fan. But I mean, you kind of feel like you might overreact if you're a Florida fan because you expected to see a little bit. I'm not talking about the result, like losing a Utah. That's fine. That's not what you overreact to. But just watching those plays, it looked a little bit concerning that Florida wasn't taking the step forward that you kind of thought they might uh and that was just really surprising to, to, to me how bad they looked offensively that Mertz actually wasn't terrible yeah yeah I mean you, you can take it one of two ways right you can take it the way you are with like man there was no step forward nothing like that or you can be a positive fan and go hey maybe if we let that punt go over the guy's head instead of re- trying to return it from the two we we don't give up a touchdown there uh, almost yeah. immediately well the interception yeah. Yep. We don't maybe maybe we don't jump off sides seventeen well, times in the red and zone. That, and that was the other thing. The mistakes that they made, the punt, I had kind of forgotten until you said that was right before the interception. The early uh, uh, false start that then led to a missed chip shot field goal was terrible. But then even later on, them having converted the first down, having an illegal formation. Again, that's the kind of thing that you don't expect with what you think is gonna be a really good coach. A coach who did really good things at Louisiana. Um, I guess Mr. everybody wear the same socks. All discipline can't get his team to not commit penalties. But yeah, that, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one game, right? No one's going to overreact. Again, what we preach here is is slow reaction because if you overreact, you end up just chasing your tail and you're on the blues and left and right. So so we don't want to do that. But but man, I was just a little yeah, I was a little surprising the mistakes that Florida made. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a rough one. Uh, for so anyway, you know, it was a rough ending. Yeah, rough in- yeah, <laughs> a rough ending uh, to our August, but a great month still overall. And it's just a good reminder that you know we never have a day where we double our bankroll. Why is that? Because we preach bankroll management. You know, two percent, three percent, you know, four percent or so about of your bankroll on any individual place, pretty reasonable amount. And you're never going to double your bankroll overnight. But when you have a terrible night like this, you also didn't lose. 
two-thirds of your bankroll as well, right? So that's why we preach the bankroll manager. Hopefully you're already good with that. Uh, Back to a normal slate of baseball on Friday. But Jake, I have to say, I feel like we're going to say a lot of things you said before. So I think it's going to be our running theme of the day. And we'll start that off with Red Sox and Royals. And you know what? The model doesn't like the Royals. I feel like we've covered this ad nauseum. I don't know what else to say about it. Their offense isn't good. Their pitching isn't good. Uh, Jordan Lyles is not good. Again, a guy as you know, probably not quite as bad as that 651 ERA. It's probably a little bit inflated because the Royals at times have just kind of said, we're going to have you go eat innings. You're a veteran, and you're going to protect some of our, our relievers who've, who've thrown so much this year, and that's fine. Uh, but but not a good pitcher. What One who has maybe done a little bit better at home, maybe, if you, if you squint hard enough at it, but – really not a good pitcher against the guy in James Pax. We've talked about making a nice little resurgence to his career. You know, not going to win the Cy Young this year, but having a very solid season, 399 ERA, and he got a great story based off of all the injuries he's had recently. These Red Sox relievers continue to like climb my ratings. It seems like every week their offense still hanging around pretty good. Their defense has got a little bit better now with Trevor story back. Uh, you know, they haven't won every game and they played some wild ones against the Astros. Right. But and this sets up to be a favorable matchup for them here. Model says they win 72% of the time. As always, it seems like the Royals are big underdogs, according to the model. Uh, we are going to be on the Red Sox at minus one. It's an A-grade play. Minus 155 is an implication. A couple of things to note. Remember, if you haven't heard it before, if you want to make the minus one market yourself, you bet to win something on the money line. That's what you risk on the run line. You've created minus one yourself. That way, if they win by one, you win one, you lose one, the exact same number push. Uh, some books offer the minus one, so you can always make that market yourself. If you're playing either or, the A-grade price on the money line, according to the model, is 217. The actual price right now, minus 184. So a great A play, either way, huge edge. If you're looking run line, the required price, according to the model, minus 142. Again, the Red Sox getting a little bit of a bump as the road team makes it a little bit more likely to cover the run line than the home team. I think it's about a 5% or so difference uh, in, in ability to death, if I remember correctly, uh, from what the math says there. Current price, minus 120. So you got a great play here, whether it's money line, run line, minus one. Dick, what do you got? Yeah, look, the, it's easy. Royals, bad. They're bad everywhere. They're bad relievers. They're terrible offense. And the pitchers, ugh. But – I mean, the Red Sox, I feel comfortable. If they get a three-run lead, they're, this is going to cash easy because the way the relievers are going, their pitcher, uh, Paxton, is looking great. So I don't think the Royals are going to threaten them, and then the relievers are just going to come in and sweep it up. Their offense is – I feel like it's very average. Just not not great, not bad, but that, should, that doesn't matter when you're going against a minor league team like the Royals are. Yeah, yeah, and nothing really to talk about lefty-righty splits. Uh, Red Sox offense is the low strikeout version of the Twins, I think, where they're constantly rated in this like 108-ish range. And I'm and I'm kind of like you, like both of them kind of seem average, but they both get a little bit better than average grades. It could be because uh, average and median might be a little bit different because we've got some really bad offenses, really good offenses. It kind of skews some of that a little bit. Uh, but both those teams get better grades, and I think they probably are, but they're good enough, right? And in a situation like this, it doesn't really matter. You're picking nits if, if they're average, a little bit above average, whatever. They're good enough, like you said, against a guy like Lyles. Knowing you, I'm thinking you probably are going to be a little more aggressive personally, play the run line rather than the minus one. Yeah, I might even try to get two and a half because I, I just don't think the Royals are 
are trying their hardest to win right now. Like, this fits this fits that scenario, and it's similar to something because Jared's always talking about uh, about his thresholds for this. The projected total is ten point three, so you have a double digit game that makes it more likely they cover one and a half. Makes it more likely they cover two and a half. You could get some nice plus odds on an alternate bet like that. The current total is nine and a half. I love going over nine, especially in a hitter from the ballpark. Nine and a half. I don't know. Uh, right now, wind kind of blowing out, kind of blowing across. That's going to matter a little bit. Slightly on the warm side. Right now, a slight bump to the bats and a hitter from the ballpark. Want to check that weather again in the morning to see if that wind's more out or more across. That's going to shift. You know, maybe a couple tenths of a run up or a couple tenths of a run down. Uh, but either way, you're kind of looking at a projection of ten or ten and a half. Are, are you are you lean over nine and a half? Would you even touch that at all? What are, what are your thoughts on the nine and a half? I, I'm not going to go over nine and a half. I'd go over nine, I think, just with the push protection. But nine and a half, I, I, that means me defending on the Royals to do something, or just a crazy game out of the Red Sox. And I don't, I don't like banking on them for that much. Well- well, if you get the crazy from the Red Sox, you're already covered if you bet minus one and a half, especially if you sprinkle yeah. on minus two and a half. So you don't need to double your, your bet there. Uh, yeah, personally, and, and we talked about this a little bit on the Discord recently, there was a game that the model had a projection in the mid-10s, and it was nine and a half. People asked me why I didn't go over it. I said, look, I don't know. Just I just don't like going over nine and a half. That's kind of a personal thing. Should you or not? In the long run, it's probably okay if the projection's that high. It, it's just uh, it, it's more of a tweener situation. It's more of a teach their own. It's more of a what? how do you handle you know, 16 on a 10 in blackjack, right? Kind of have your personal preference. I just, I personally just don't love going over nine and a halves. Uh, I'd be looking a little bit more at Red Sox team total or an alternate Red Sox line like that. I think they're the way to go. Doesn't mean they win. Remember, there's no locks in gambling. We'll kind of cover that again later on in the show as well with another mismatch. Uh, But, you know, the price is just not high enough on the Red Sox. People get a little too dog happy with some of these teams that are really bad and it hasn't been working out. So we're going to back the Red Sox here in that one. Moving on to the Pirates and the Cardinals. All three of these games are in a pretty similar time slot. Uh, Two teams that, um, you know, Pirates started off respectable, kind of became the team we thought they would all along. After that, Cardinals never really got it together and been a disappointment all season. Uh, Cardinals offense now, uh, I think somebody's out now because this offense rating had been dropping, but dropping below 100 is crazy. Uh, again, I just pull and people always ask about how are you accounting for this injury? I don't manually do that. I pull the active rosters from the interwebs when I run the model. And so it does it for me. So I don't have to do any of that manually. The only manual thing I have to do is if a guy's announced he's going to be out that day or something, we find out that I have to manually do. But otherwise I just pull it in automatically. So this Cardinals offense, you know, just going down, 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 and things just keep getting worse. Pitching wise, Pirates will have an edge with Mitch Keller versus Dakota Hudson. Slight edge to Mitch Keller on the ERA, but when you look at the underlying metrics, uh, Mitch Keller's FIP and XFIP are both in the mid to upper threes. Dakota Hudson's around five. And that kind of tells you there might be a pretty big mismatch here between these pitchers. Mitch Keller started off the season incredible. As of late, been a little more up and down, but still a solid pitcher. Dakota Hudson's not one to write home about these Cardinals relievers. Uh, not very good as well. Pirates, you know, still seem to be playing not good, but, you know, they're still going out there trying, you know, uh, which is all you can ask for here. Model says that they that this is really a coin toss game. Uh, 51% of the time, that should be minus 103. We're going to take plus 103. This is a wrong team favorite game. We'd like a little bit higher plus odds. Jake, we have a rare C grade play, and you passed up. 
a B grade player too in order to choose this one. So my question, simple to you on this one, only a C grade small edge, but one that you wanted to highlight. So the floor is yours. Why did you want to talk about this game? Why do you like the Pirates a little bit more than the model does? I, I like the pitching. I, I think the between the relievers and Mitch Keller, I think that's a big difference. And I, I believe that Dakota Hudson there is getting extremely lucky and the underlying statistics kind of back that up. Yeah. I, and he's not throwing a ton of innings this year, so the ERA could be – Only 49 innings. Could, yeah, could really balance that out. And I mean, the Pirates have an offense at times that can really put it to you, but I'm not counting on that. I'm counting on like one or two, maybe three runs and – the pitching kind of shut the Cardinals down because the Cardinals offense is just in free fall. It feels like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been wild uh, to watch the Cardinals this season. If you're a Cardinals fan, obviously it's been, it's been tough. Uh, weather-wise nice night in St. Louis, pretty average, uh, no real boost to hitters or pitchers. Uh, model projects 8.6 current total is 8.5. So a pretty spot on total. Definitely one. Uh, I'm like, you, I'd be looking to the under, I kind of like under a nine at that point though. Again, you talk about that push protection, uh, but this does set up to be a little bit more of a lower score game. Dakota is not that good, but the pirates offense, not impossible, but you don't really expect, especially in a park that in a park that's played interesting in a park that's played more hitter friendly this year, but historically has been more pitcher friendly. So kind of a, a question mark there as to how exactly it's going to play, but part that can play kind of pitcher friendly, you know, the pirates offense, like if they explode is like for four runs, right? They're not going to explode and get yeah. 10 most likely. So, uh, but you're right. A big pitching mismatch here. Uh, pirates, a solid play. Typically what we say is, Hey, with the a plays, the edge is big enough. You should probably trust it. Cause even if I'm missing something, if the model's missing something, you probably still have a plus expected value play because the edge is so large that, that I've got a bunch of wiggle room. It's a smart investment. B-grade plays, so we're a little bit tighter on that. We, I kind of tell people in the B-grade plays, look it over. You should be thinking about playing maybe half of them. Kind of find the ones you like, what other sources like, whatever you like, whatever, you know, whatever. The C-grade plays, we say play them on occasion. We don't play them a ton. We don't haven't talked about a ton this year, but this is one, Jake, that you like. Even though it's only a C-grade, think it's worth the investment. We say one out of every however many C-grades should be played. Sometimes it's the good teams, right? When they have that C-grade, it's like the Dodgers, the Braves, or whatever. Yeah. We're like, C-grade, who cares? Like, they're good. Like, we're going to back them, you know? A yeah. little bit of a different story here in that we are focusing on this one, not because of the incredible offense, but because of the pitching mismatch between these two teams. Which takes us to our last game of the day, Blue Jays of the Rockies. And look, we've taken the Blue Jays a lot lately here. We, yeah. I mean, I swear last year we basically faded them. If we talked about the Blue Jays, we faded them three out of four times. This year, it's kind of the same way for a while. Been backing them a lot lately. Been working out pretty well. Uh, I think the price has finally gotten reasonable. I've been talking about that. Rockies, we've been talking about we faded a lot this year. Um, give them a little bit more of an edge. They get a bigger home field edge than any other team in baseball does because it's tough to play in that altitude and they get a bigger ding on the road they're at home here so they're getting a bigger edge and you know what it still is a massive mismatch you can see it on the screen blue jays offense even though it's not again what we hoped it would be not quite healthy right now still a solid offense still somewhere around average or above average rockies offense terrible and if you look at the park adjusted stats it backs this up right this you know if you look at just the raw numbers playing after games of course they, they look okay, but the but you look at the park adjusted stuff, it's it's terrible for them all season. It's not gotten any better with them losing a guy like TJ Crone. Blue Jays are gonna throw Hianjin Ryu, who probably not quite as good as that 225 ERA. Underline metrics say mid-upper threes, a solid pitcher. Uh Rocky's throwing Chris Flexen, who last time out or two times four, I can't remember which one, 
pitched a gym, but uh, for the most part, not good, right? 694 ERA, underlying metrics say that's not that crazy, right? Not a good pitcher. Big mismatch there. Rockies relievers aren't terrible, but the Blue Jays relievers are good as well. So again, just like we talked about before, no locks in gambling, but the Blue Jays, you know, win this one more than they lose it by a long shot, 73% of the time. Another A-grade play, the A-grade price in the money line would be minus 230. Current price, minus 175. Strong, strong edge. They are run line, same situation. This is one of the higher ones. You get a little bit of a bump being the road team. You get a little bit of a bump for every uh, run above average you expect. Of course, you expect a lot of runs. So the probability, according to the model, of the Blue Jays win by exactly one run is only 8%. You don't see a lot of one-run games in Coors Field. But small, you know, sometimes in a low-scoring game, it'll be 20%. So the run line probability is 65%. Model says the A-grade price minus 163. I love this one on the run line. My official, just how I've coded it, is minus one. But I mean, run line price is minus 116, and that is way too short on this one. Weird things happen in quarters. The Blue Jays might lose this game. So I'd love playing better odds because with the, how many runs you expect in that park, you know, if they lose, it's because baseball got weird. Uh, if they win, it's not likely to be by one. I love. I know you'd love it too. I love the run line here, Jake. What, what else you want to add to the to the conversation? Yeah, there's not there's not too much to add. I mean, it's flexing. I mean, the guy is, is basically a batting practice pitcher at the moment. Uh, I mean, I know he had a lot, pretty good game last one of the last ones out, but I don't see him happening again here. <laughs> like it's just, I mean, the A's cut him a few a while ago, so it's not like he's a great talent or anything and having a bad luck year. It's he's just not there anymore and the blue blue jays have the offense to absolutely take advantage of that in course can't imagine how mm-hmm. how hard that ball's going to come off <laughs> guerrero's bat but uh this is this is going to be a very very heavy one run line for me yeah i, I agree I, I love the run line play here uh model expects 11.5 runs Current total is 12 and a half. I would not be going under 12 and a half. Um, you know, it, model would, would lean under, but but with Coors, we've talked about this. We want pretty large differentials to play something in Coors more than any other park. You know, in a park like Petco, we talk about, especially like in May and June, you know, that May gloom and June gloom stuff the locals talk about there in those night games. It, it, if, if the total seven and a half and the model says 7.1, I'm like, under, let's go under. Like, I don't need a big differential. In Coors, I want a much bigger differential here. So I'm not really looking at this under uh, here. Coors just gets, we, we've seen it. We saw it last week with the Braves, right? There were a couple games just went crazy. And then that last game, it's like three to one. And it's just like, it's a weird park, right? You get a lot of runs on average. Uh, but you know, any individual game, I want a really big edge. I'm not touching the total, uh, but we still expect double digit runs, which is, we always talk about makes that run line, uh, a really good play. Uh, f- funny enough, uh, the, the, if you look at the reverse run line, which again, I provide on dub club and the, uh, you know, the cheat sheet, the reverse run line numbers for this one are pretty funny because when you have a team like the Rockies, you don't expect them to win by a bunch of runs. So there's some really big numbers here. Uh, again, no locks in gambling, but the Jays a pretty strong play. Jake, um, I don't know. I feel like we've talked a lot about the Royals and the Rockies and the Jays recently. You know, it's yeah. kind of like uh, we just are we just like, uh, you know, playing out the string, just like going to the hits. I, I feel like we, we got to get some new teams in here. Teams like, like the Brewers. I talked about the Brewers in a while. Well, uh, it's hard to talk about the Brewers. I mean, they've got they're a very, very good team. Don't get me wrong, but they don't score a lot of runs. So it's, yeah. I have a hard time backing them up, backing them and especially playing some of the teams you're playing right now. It's just one of the, that time of year right now where 
the Blue Jays and the, and the Royals, like the Royals, it's, you just want to fade the Royals all the time and you want yeah. to back the Blue Jays because their schedule's working out great. It's yeah. just weird timing in the schedule. Yeah, as we enter September, um, again, remember, we've kind of talked about this a little bit lately, motivation. The Padres uh, seem like maybe one of the early teams that's just given up. They, uh, We talked about them a couple of days ago, kind of saying like they were probably out, but like maybe there was some hope. And then I think they promptly lost back-to-back games in walk-off fashion. And it's like those are the games you have to have. Uh, if you're going to make a miracle run, we've seen miracle runs happen as an Astros fan. I, I'm aware of this back in 04 and 05. The team made miracle runs at the end to get into the playoffs. And uh, you can't lose those type of games. And then here tonight against the Giants, like four or five errors already, it seems like. And we're not even halfway through the game. So you, you got some teams that you got to be thinking about, you know, have they given up or not? I don't think many will yet. I think that may change with the Padres. You may end up with some young guys coming up. So you just got to be a little more careful. Thinking about, but, but September could be a very profitable month in your baseball is profitable for us last year it was our best month two years ago so we can still profit as long as we're just you know sticking to our process being thinking about who's in the lineup who's not who's who's uh you know still got something to play for etc can't over look look at that too much but we do have to consider that the back of our mind especially for a team like the padres with a bunch of veterans who Cronenworth knows he's going to be there next year. Tatis knows he's going to be there next year. Machado knows he's going to have a job next year. Right now, a lot of these guys kind of know they have jobs, and so it's a little bit of a different uh, situation for a team like that. Unfortunately, uh, again, after after what they did last year, uh, we still have not covered the pitcher prop of the day. We've got one for you here again. Just continue to roll on the Zach Wheeler over seventeen and a half outs. I, I don't know what to say about this one. I mean. Uh, how many is that in a row? Like nine, eight starts in a row, nine starts in a row. Now he's he's gotten six innings or more. I don't know. Yeah, that's he's killing it right now. He's just yeah taking advantage, take full advantage of it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like if you can see it on the screen, that's why we have outlier. He's hit this number seventy three percent of the time, and again, just for the most part, just rocking and rolling with this. Uh, you know, in Milwaukee, you are projected to have a pretty reasonable temperature night here, 70 degrees to start, upper 60s to close. Uh, so again, shouldn't be a fatigue issue, right? Like we, where we talked about, we're kind of mostly out of that season for most of these parks. You may get another hot night in Atlanta, uh, maybe a hot one in Kansas City, but I mean, there's just not a lot now where you're talking about really worrying about hot days with pitcher fatigue a lot in the summer when we started this, we were kind of picking more pitcher unders trying to find the spots where we thought they might fatigue and get run early. And now it's kind of looking the other way. The weather's nice ending up the places that are still hot. Most of them, you know, Houston, Arlington, et cetera, have domes. So uh, you're not going to have a lot of weather issues. So he should be able to continue to, to roll like he's been doing. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward here. So we are over 17 and a half. Another one that I think we've been taking advantage of these uh, Caesars and DraftKings been offered these the night before, but you get 17 and a half, a little bit of juice. Uh, we're paying a little bit of juice, but I mean, we're winning like, 90% of them or something. So the juice is fine. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of these should be 18 and a half. 18 and a half is a lot tougher of a situation, but 17 and a half, go ahead and jump on this as soon as you can. Uh, hopefully the juice isn't too bad for you because we aren't going to win them all. We missed the one with, uh, unfortunately, JP Francie tonight. But uh, uh, for the most part, just uh, rock and rolling here. Uh, and remember, if you want to see all of these good analytics, price shopping, really important to price shop, odd shop. All of these great things at outlier.bet slash professor get you that free seven-day trial. Check it out. I also got NFL player props, college football player props, WNBA player props, and game analytics. So all sorts of other goodies. So check it out. See, see if you like it. Uh, Jake, 
That's our show. Yep. Do you have any parting words for people heading into the weekend? No, I'm just like, this is one of the best weekends of the year. You got an mm-hmm. extra day off, you know, so a lot of companies now are giving you a half day on the Friday too, before mm-hmm. the holiday. So it's just lovely with all, you got some baseball, you got football going on. It's just going to be a lot of fun. You got an afternoon game tomorrow with the doubleheader. Yeah. So we have 16 games tomorrow in baseball. So we've got one afternoon game. It would be nice if we could, uh, I remember college basketball doing some of those Friday games started like 4 PM or something, you know, 3 PM, some, be nice if on Labor Day weekend if we could get like a, a college football, you know, some like a week zero game. Like give give yeah. me give me Charlotte and Florida International playing at three thirty. Don't even care. I'm I'm watching it. You know, like give me that as an early start time. We've talked about this a ton in basketball, like college basketball. If you're some of those smaller schools, play yeah. on off times. Get some more eyes at your guys, like because yeah. you're not going to outdo the big names if you're playing right. at the same time. So right. why not throw yeah. it randomly in there? Yeah. Anyway, now, uh, great weekend ahead. Lots of sports. Again, if you haven't seen the college football episode, uh, we got a pick for Friday. Uh, got a bunch of picks for Saturday. Got a pick for Sunday. Got a pick for Monday. Um, and again, all the picks, everything, all the information, anything you want. And of course, our Discord access, great community where we're uh, a lot of good conversation, a lot of good fun conversation about the games that are happening and a lot of good in- informational content about bets, uh, things we like, things we don't like, some good discussion, good things to think about in that Discord. All of that is in Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Otherwise, everyone have a great weekend and thank you for watching this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sorts of content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll be back after the holiday weekend. Might have a little bit of a weirder schedule with the college football games happening later, but next week, back with baseball back with college football and then jake you and me at some point we're going to do nfl week one that model is like hot off the press i'm just at this point updating depth charts to see how the lines move got a lot of players questionable right now and that's going to move things uh kind of running the model for full everyone's healthy versus all the questionable some of the teams moved a couple of points uh so that could affect uh some things there so that's really all we're waiting on uh with that so uh a bunch happening uh, starting next week, everyone over your Labor Day, of course, be safe. Uh, make, as we're going to tell our daughter, make good choices, people. Always make good choices. And so that's all we've got. Again, great stuff coming next week. Jake, I'll give you the last word for the weekend. I'm just ready for it. Let's go ahead. I just want to skip Friday. I don't want to have to go to work. All right. Well, as always, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money. <laughs>